Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Gossip at the Corpse Car. Gossip at the Corpse Car. At the Corpse Car. Corpse Car. This month, it's just Amanda and me, and that's These okay. These angels. <laughs> yeah, it's just These us, sirens. the <laughs> Oh, come closer to the oh, Corpse Car. We're not going to kill you. Not a witch. Oh, but you. Just you. a siren. <laughs> Anyway, this is our spinoff show where we just talk about some uh, current headlines, some of the mm-hmm. worst things you've ever done, just mm-hmm. casually, and then mm-hmm. uh, some uh, more macabre obituary kind of stuff. Yep. yep. The so, car in a corner. The car in a corner. If this is your first time joining us, it's usually the three of us, myself, Lucy, Kenyon, who is out on maternity leave, mm-hmm. and this beautiful angel, Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. And uh, like I said, Kenyon's out. But guess what? We've got it covered because yeah, you're still horrible people. Yeah. And we still have to read the worst things that you've ever done. Yeah. And <laughs> what's fun about this is we had our incredible, beautiful, unbelievable, couldn't do this without her, like production manager, Andrea, pull six of your confessions for us. And we're cold reading them. So we still <laughs> haven't. We we wanted to like honor Kenyon reading them to us and us not knowing what's coming. So uh-huh. we are just going to split them. We're going to go like every other. Uh-huh. And we still have no clue. So we're going to be discovering this as you discover <laughs> discover it. And I'm nervous and excited. I'm really excited. Also, <laughs> some of them are really fucked up. We'll just fire Andrea. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Andrea is just cool. It's your, your job's on the line. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, let's get going. We need you. <laughs> Amanda, why yeah. don't you give us some uh, ridiculous headlines from the last month or so? Oh, man, I have a good batch good. this month. Is there a theme? There's not really a theme other than, like, I could see myself in all of these. <laughs> <laughs> especially I feel this, seen. I feel very seen by this month's batch, especially this first headline out of Pennsylvania that reads, M. Two workers rescued from chocolate vat at Pennsylvania <laughs> Mars Wrigley plant. Okay, Willy Wonka. I know. I know. Was there like a chocolate milk like banker tube? I mean, honey, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> this says the two were transported for medical evaluation and the company that makes M&Ms and other candy reported. Oh, so two Mars. workers. Mars. Yeah, Mars and Wrigley. So two workers at a Pennsylvania plant where candy is made were rescued from a chocolate tank on Thursday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could think of worse ways to die. God. The pair were pulled from a vat of dry chocolate. Okay. So like oh. maybe the flakes before they melt. Yeah. Powdered maybe. Yep, maybe. Uh Mm -hmm. So Mars Wrigley, the maker of M&M's, Snickers, Twix, and other confections, said in a statement that the employees were being evaluated. Quote, we can confirm both people have been taken off-site for further evaluation, said a company spokesperson. And further licking. Further cleanup with my mouth. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're extremely grateful for the quick work of the first responders. God stungs. It wasn't clear whether the two were injured, but they were hospitalized. So I would assume that they were injured, but made it. Maybe emotionally. Maybe. The Elizabethtown Fire Department made the rescue and the Lancaster County Emergency Dispatch was like in charge of leading the rescue team to the Mars factory and they are both recovering. So that's that. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I feel like this is a cover up by Mars Wrigley to keep it intentionally vague. Like by they big were... chocolate. Right. By big chocolate. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a fucking conspiracy, man. It seriously. Is. I need to know more. I need some true investigative reporters to go in and find out how they're doing. Yeah. Because the people need to know. The people we need choose to, know. to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. <laughs> um, I also identify deeply with this next headline as something I've always wanted to do. And there is a photo on the. Dr- uh oh. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> no. You're going to know immediately, though. All right, the headline reads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I've identified which of your three photos is the one you've always wanted to do. <laughs> also, same. Right? Okay. The headline reads, Drunk Norwegian man goes for a ride on a baggage belt, gets x-rayed. <laughs> you can see, like, Everything. his organs. Like, yeah. This is you like his, his sneakers. Lunch. Yeah, his lo- his airplane snack is like right there. Also, his like orthopedic insert. Yeah, his little tennies. <laughs> his New Balances. God bless him. So Kenny's says, tennies. His Kenny's tennies. Hi, Kenny. <laughs> a drunk Norwegian tourist managed to curl up and fall asleep on a baggage belt at Italy's busiest airport, and it <laughs> took him for a little spin. Wait, fell asleep. <laughs> He's, he's sleeping so peacefully. I know. He's all curled up. Like, this is how I sleep. On my side with, like, an arm under my chin. Yeah. Like, also, you can see his butthole upon oh, further yeah. inspection. The hole is right I've there. identified I, his butthole. I am her and she is me. I, <laughs> there she we is. We need an American girl doll who yep. falls asleep <laughs> on a baggage claim belt. Who gets drunk and falls asleep on a baggage claim belt. <laughs> Wait, but we do, though. So this says, you probably wouldn't expect to see the outline of a man popping up on the x-ray machine at an airport, but that's exactly what happened at Rome's uh, Fiumicino Airport. Nailed it. Apparently, the unnamed man in question was spotted walking into the airport with a backpack and a can of beer in his hand. Which, like, having been in an airport in Italy, that airport in Milan when we went to South oh my Africa. God, that drunk baby. Yeah. I mean, the baby wasn't actually drunk, but it looked really drunk. Well, it was drugged. For but it was sure. Italy, so that might have been a drunk baby. <laughs> I feel like been. everyone at the at the Milan airport was drunk, so I don't think this is that part's not all that weird. Minus Scott, who was vomiting into a trash can. God bless him. Yeah, that did happen, poor yeah. guy. It, it was mean, a long flight. <laughs> it was not great. So he then made his way over to his check-in desk, only to find no one was on duty. Instead of standing around and waiting like everyone else, the Norwegian decided to jump across the counter so that he could have a snooze on the conveyor belt with his bag. 
For as some re- you do. As you do. For some reason, the baggage belt started up and took the man on a 15-minute, 160-foot journey through a maze of conveyor belts before the alarm was raised. Did he say sleeping? I don't know. It looks like it. It probably was. He was only noticed after security workers spotted something strange on one of their x-ray monitors, that being the outline of a human in the fetal position. (laughs) Sleeping peacefully. Sleeping peacefully. (laughs) When the police woke the drunken man, which they had trouble doing, according to reports. So he was asleep the whole time. He was passed out. Holy shit, this is so good. This is amazing. He didn't even realize what had just happened. (laughs) They took him to the hospital as a safety precaution after the man was subjected to the x-rays without any protection. Yeah, yeah that's no shit. That's not great. <laughs> Enjoy your cancer in five years. It's not great. It's not great. According to one Italian official, quote, there's usually an episode like this once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Get your shit together, Italian airport. Airport staff says this incident doesn't expose any security flaws in their system. <laughs> He hopped a gate and <laughs> fell asleep no, and was like, exposed to, like, terminal levels of radiation. I think he hopped, you know, like, the little platform you put your bag on to be weighed oh. between the counters? He hopped over that behind the counter and onto the spot where they put the bag behind the desk. Oh, well, that explains everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cleared it up for you, honey. So, cheers to that hero. Good lord. He's fucking amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite headlines from this batch. Mm-hmm. Next up is really tragic. Oh, good. I'm going to add a photo to the drive so that you can see the devastation of this horrifying event. Okay. Oh. Yeah. The debris. Yeah. Just wait till you hear what it is. This is from Florida, and the headline reads, Chip off the old trailer, container storing 40,000 pounds of potato chips, catches fire in Ocala. No. Yeah. Those are the all devastation. Chips. I know. Oh, shit. <sighs> oh, my God. They had too much fun with this article. Here we the go. The casualties. The casualties. This reads, it was crunch time for Ocala Fire Rescue on Thursday. God bless these local journalists. I know, it's so good. When they put out a fire, there's been a fire. Oh, there's been a fire. No, Loretta called. When they put out a fire in a trailer carrying about 40,000 pounds of potato chips. Firefighters said they responded to Outlaw Snacks, S-N-A-X, located at 3031 (laughs) West Silver Springs Boulevard shortly before 2 p.m. Upon arrival, crews said they found a detached trailer filled with chips consumed in flames. (laughs) Consumed. Consumed. (laughs) No one was hurt, but the chips could not be saved. Oh, no. I know. That's a lot of... It's like a fucking lot of chips, you guys. I don't Honestly, think people it, need to go to the blog and look because it's, a lot it's of chips. rough. I, I hope really the firefighters hope, took some. Well, I hope a, a truck carrying a bunch of dip just exploded oh, right next to them, too. Wouldn't that be good? What's a picnic without dip, you know? Or that the firefighters had accidentally grabbed the dip hose and not the water hose <gasps> and they just sprayed dip all the over it. Dill hose. The dill hose. <laughs> Quit being such a dill hose. <laughs> 
far too more of a French onion type hose. Oh, I love a French onion dip. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, no people, animals, etc. were harmed in this accident. Seems like the truck just lost control and like the trailer became detached. Maybe the uh, wheels were greased. Yeah, it could. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, from the chip. I see what you did there. Yeah. Golly. Well, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) But I, uh, I wish all those chips the best. I'm so sorry for your loss. I wish those chips the best too. I wish them to be in my mouth. So (laughs) I'm so hungry. The next headline is for you, Lucy. Yes. This is out of Boston. Nice. Massachusetts. All right. This headline reads, cat on the lamb. Pet <laughs> pet caught after weeks on the run at Logan Airport. I guess there is Whoa. a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Travel. Well, yep. plus chocolate. Yep. The subheadline is, quote, whether out of fatigue or hunger, we'll never know. But this morning, she finally let herself be caught. She looks like ghost. Well, she's There's all a picture black. of her on the drive, yeah, with those green eyes. Yeah, she does. She's frail with the green eyes. She's very, she's very petite. She looks really like, uh, like cautious. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. so cute. I love mm-hmm. her. So a family's beloved pet cat that's been dodging airport personnel, airline employees, and animal experts since escaping from a pet carrier at Boston Logan International Airport about a month ago Whoa. was finally caught on Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. So her, oh, the cat's name is Rowdy. Oh, my God. Sweet Rowdy. That's so, so fucking cute. Rowdy was given a health check and uh, was returned to her family. Quote, she looks great. She's happy to be with people, and I'm sure will be happy to be reunited with us, her owner Patty said on Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah. Roudsters. Roudsters. Rowdy's time on the lamb began on June 24th as family returned to the United States from an army deployment to Germany. Oh, she's yeah. been through enough. Yep. When their flight landed, the four-year-old black cat with green eyes escaped her cage in pursuit of some birds. There's always birds in the airport. I know, and it makes me so sad because they're never getting No, they're not going to find their way out. But they also have, like, a lot of space to fly and unlimited food sources. So it might not be that bad. Like, who are their predators in there? No one. Well, they won't have any friends. They'll die alone and scared. They have each other. There's always multiple birds. Do they find each other? Probably. It's an airport. (laughs) <laughs> Soon, Rowdy herself was on the receiving end of a chase as her gateway set off a our getaway, excuse me, set off a massive search involving airport personnel, construction workers, and animal welfare advocates, as well as the use of wildlife cameras and safe release traps. This is my dream job. Seriously. To be hunting a cat in an airport. Well, maybe you could have been this person they hired because they even hired a tracker to get <gasps> Rowdy. I want to be a cat tracker. Right? Professional cat track. Despite numerous sightings, Rowdy always eluded her pursuers, but now a little calm has been restored. Oh my God. There's another picture of Rowdy that I'm uploading because she is so cute. Okay. Oh. Yup. Girl, she she's, looks like a panther. I know. She's gorgeous. She she's does right look like next ghost to a face. box. She has a little, t- tiny little tuft of gray on her chest. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Big bat ears. Yep. Precious girl. She's fucking perfect, and I love her. So shout out to Rowdy. I hope you enjoyed your adventure. Mm-hmm. 
we're obsessed with you and we want your potograph. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, I made that noise again. <laughs> I do want her potograph. Oh my god, you got me right when I took a sip of my bubble water. That's when I've truly been caught off guard in a moment of bliss. Oh! (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I want her potograph. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me just as a human? Oh, my God. I don't know. I love everything about you. Oh, good. You're fine. (laughs) Oh! 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 All right. I've got two more of these for you. This one popped up in my Facebook feed, and I... I don't have words, so I'll just let them <laughs> I'll just let them take it away. Perfect. Los Angeles-based Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey arrested for biting driver's nose after Arkansas football game. <laughs> He's a vegan. I can't. Presumably. I mean, or at least a vegetarian. <laughs> I would hope. Either way, noses shouldn't be nose on goes. his menu. Oh my nose god, nose goes. No, that nose went. It she gone. <laughs> I don't know how bad it was, but I guess we'll find out. It was like Mike Tyson level. Yeah, and <laughs> his mugshot is on the drive, and it's not cute, you guys. It Does he is have blood not... all around his mouth. No, oh my lord. Yeah, this man needs therapy. Honey, I don't want his your life. life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want his life. But he does look like like a really mean high school football coach. He does. Yeah. He's, he, i not a fan. Mm-mm. This reads, a food executive was arrested over the weekend for allegedly biting a man's nose during a fight after a college football game. Doug Ramsey, 53, the chief operations officer of Beyond Meat, which like <laughs> Bill and I, that's what we eat. We don't eat red meat like almost ever anymore. Now I feel like we have to choose different meat companies. Beyond Meat is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Was taken into police custody Saturday on charges of terroristic threats and third degree battery. Oh my God. Yeah. The attack. Dude. Seriously, fucking people who go this ape shit over sports need to be tranquilized. Was that indefinitely what the issue was? Yeah. Sport? Yep. So it says the attack occurred at a parking garage near Razorback Stadium following a University of Arkansas victory over Missouri State. Oh, roll roll tad. Oh, miss. (laughs) Oh, Missouri. (laughs) A police officer responded to the scene at gate 15 over a reported disturbance where two men were found with bloody faces. The officer spoke with witnesses and determined Ramsey was in a traffic lane and attempting to leave when the driver of a Subaru, quote, inches away in front of Ramsey's vehicle. So he's leaving the parking garage. There's probably a lot of traffic. And it seems like maybe a Subaru, like, tried to cut him off or, like, get ahead of him in the line to leave the parking lot. Okay. Ramsey, relax. Exactly. Ramsey alleged. So maybe it wasn't over sports, but it was after sports. It's all the same. He's all amped up. Exactly. Ramsey allegedly got out of the vehicle and, quote, punched through the back windshield of <gasps> the Subaru. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, this is for sure a road rage. Well, technically, incident. meth is beyond meat. It is. It goes beyond being a meat product. Uh-huh. Yeah. During the alleged attack, Ramsey allegedly bit the other man's nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of the nose. Yep. Nope. Hate it. 
The victim and a witness told authorities that Ramsey threatened to kill the Subaru driver. So there's your terroristic threats. All right. People in other vehicles got out of their vehicles and helped separate the pair. He was booked into Washington County Jail. Fox News has reached out to Beyond Meat. Ramsey became COO of the LA-based plant-based meat substitute producer in December of 2021. And I, to quote an incredible viral angel, you about to lose your job. (laughs) Oh my God, I I forgot about that song. I know, I hope she's doing well. I love that song. God bless her. (laughs) I don't think he's actually a vegetarian because this says he previously uh, worked for Tyson- Oh, and he was president of its global McDonald's business. So, oh, he's, so he's, he's not coming over to Beyond Meat to be part of the culture. He's, he's just, just a greedy there. motherfucker. He yeah. See, he sees where the market is going. Yep. Yep. And he's going there. He's not walking his talk. No. So. He's biting his nose. So he's probably tied for douche of the month, but I really wanted to give douche of the month to my last headline. Yes. And the winner is a robot. This I am is, a douche. I am a douchebag. This <laughs> is a headline out of Russia. Oh, good. But it's not what you think. It reads, chess playing robot breaks child's finger at Moscow event. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this and I loved it. <laughs> it's absurd, you it's guys. so good. It's so bad. It's so good. Oh, my God. This out of Moscow, a chess playing robot <laughs> grabbed the finger of its seven year old opponent and <laughs> broke it during Moscow's chess open tournament. That's so bad. Quote, the robot broke the child's finger. Sergei Lazarev, president oh. of the Moscow Chess Federation, told the Russian TASS agency. He continued to say, of course, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honey. It is. Oh my god, Jer- Russian journalism is oh my spectacular. God. Wait, I can look this up, but there's a video. Yes. A oh video god, shared yes. a video shared on social media shows the robot taking one of the boy's pieces and then grabbing his finger as he attempts to make the move. Four adults <laughs> then rush in, struggling to free the boy before leading him away from the chessboard. Lazarev said the chess federation had rented the robot that appeared in many previous events without incident. <laughs> He said the boy was able to play again the next day and finish the tournament with his finger in a cast. Oh, oh, cast. Poor guy. I feel sorry for the child, but this is too funny. And there's like nobody really at fault. So, oh, I found the video. Yes. Oh, got him. Oh yeah. Oh, it pre. It like clamps fucking down. Yeah. Huh. She's not letting go. Oh, no. This kid's staying alarmingly calm, yeah. I must say. Well, He's there's like, no sound. It's probably screaming. I know, but looking at his body language, like, he doesn't look that incensed. No, you're right. It just, like, smashed down on him, it yeah, looks it's, like. Oh, man, it repeats. Oh, Ooh, like a garage door. Rough. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bummer. Poor kid. <laughs> Fuck you, robot. <laughs> I am going to get a screenshot of this robot. <laughs> Fucking rude. I'm adding that to the drive. And those are my oh, headlines my for this fucking guy. Isn't the news of the world just bonks? Yes. 
Like and like as each year passes and we uh, like our technology improves. Yeah. Uh, we're, well, so quote unquote improves. Yeah. And also like shipping shit. Like the mm-hmm. potato chips, the uh, fucking man going through the x-ray yeah. after bringing a beer into the airport. Yeah, honey. Mm-hmm. Man, the world yep. today is incredible. It's really something. Well, good job. This, Thank you. This, and uh, the scratched an itch. It does. It always does scratch an itch. And as always, if you have a very funny headline to send my way, you can head to the contact us page on our website. There's a little drop down menu that says funny headlines. That's where you send it. That's how you know it'll go into my folder. And I love them. Keep them coming. God bless you. We all love them. Definitely keep them coming. All right. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, shall we? Let's do Knowledge is power, people. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, for your future. And there really aren't many, if any, decisions bigger than having a child. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But for many people, their fertility is a big, huge question mark. How are you supposed to know? I There's no way to know. Well, there is a way to know. Oh, and- is there? There is. That is exactly why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You just mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. It's lightning fast. Yeah. So you get so much information. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, and other important fertility factors. These results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also download the results to review with your doctor to discuss next steps. Mm-hmm. Traditional testing can cost over $600. But Modern Oof. Fertility gets you the same information at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash gals30, that's G-A-L-S-3-0, you can get $30 off your test. My favorite part, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA and HSA. So nice. like I always say, it's like found money. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you want kids today or just maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your own bod can help mm-hmm. you make the decision that's right for you. Truly. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals30. That's G-A-L-S three zero. So this is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will cost $169 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals30. One more time, modernfertility.com slash gals30 and treat your knowledge. Try that. Okay. Welcome back to Coven Confessions by mm-hmm. not Kenyon at all going to be Amanda and me reading these. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're bouncing back and forth. And here is our first worst thing you've ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, gals. My favorite part of GAC has got to be the confessions. Same. Yep. I've had a confession in mind for some time, but haven't had the guts to share. This is a really good start. Yep. I'm finally comfortable enough in my own skin, and honestly, this story is both horrifying and hilarious. It's very, very gross. You've been warned. Oh, no. It's actually funny because Andrea did text me, I think it was yesterday or the day before when she was pulling these, and she's like, she's talking about how she's like, I'm sitting here eating a salad and pulling all of these nasty, (laughs) nasty fucking 
confessions like i don't know how i can keep eating but like i I mean she's a mom that's how well a lot of these confessions have to do with like body functions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um i don't know what the fuck we're about to get into i wish i could warn you but i can't so here we go Okay, when I was uh, in my sophomore year of college, me and my boyfriend at the time went out to Olive Garden with a few other couple friends. I love Italian food, and I'm a sucker for cheap chain Italian restaurants. Listen, Olive Garden is fucking awesome. Olive Garden seems to be, like, where I go after every single funeral. Yep, we went there after my dad's funeral, and we went there with my grandma, who was basically dead for the last, like, seven years of her life, so. Yeah, I've been there after so many funerals. Yeah. It's, it's the just best, what you need. It's the best post-funeral food, it for really sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PFF. PFF. <laughs> uh, yes. Aside from my mother's potatoes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We got to go to Olive Garden. Okay. 100%. It's important to note that I love all things creamy and cheesy, but I have a very, very bad stomach issues, and these things do not agree with me. Heard, chef. Honestly, they don't agree with anybody. It's just how much you're willing to put up with. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I ignore this, and our trip Mm -hmm. to Olive Garden was no different. I ordered the- This is the the way, honey. This Mm -hmm. is the way. (laughs) I ordered the creamy chicken and gnocchi soup and the seafood Alfredo. Fuck me up. That oh sounds so Oh, my good. God. That's a lot of cream. Yeah, it's a lot of cream. I'm starting to get nervous for you, honey. By the end of the meal, I was bloated and feeling less than stellar. Mm. We get mm-hmm. back to my apartment, and of course, me and my boyfriend immediately start getting it on. They must oh have been God. together After for very long. Oh, my God. After all that cream, yeah, you must be new. <laughs> There's no way. I think if Bill even looked in my direction after a trip to the Olive Garden, I would laugh in his face, <laughs> fart, and then go to bed. <laughs> Roll over and or fall fart. asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Hey, babe, you want to... Mm, no. <laughs> Bye. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, immediately start getting it on. One thing led to another, and I start going down on my boyfriend. I can feel that my stomach is unwell, but didn't want to kill the mood. Mm. I continue sucking him off, and as no. he comes, I begin to vomit all over No! 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 He is climaxing, and his stick is what? just covered. Oh, no! you went you went in for a third serving of cream and it really oh. fucked you up. <laughs> oh god, wait, I just made myself ill. Oh. Instead of like bottomless breadsticks, it should be bottomless oh. tums. Bottomless cum sticks. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. He I know, is, I'm gonna barf. Is just covered in a vile mix of can come i no. immediately run to the bathroom and continue to vomit well he was probably like yeah like i'm so big he that- might have liked it yeah well some, we'll see some people are into that maybe he thought he like yeah. triggered the reflex right yeah Ugh. i come back and as my boyfriend uh, as my boyfriend looks as if he's going to puke i apro- i apologize profusely and he just kind of stared at me We didn't really talk for the rest of the night, probably because we were both stunned and mortified at what had happened. You're going to sweep this under the rug. Boo to him for not being supportive in that moment. If you're still together, he's got some making up to do. I 
Well, I skimmed ahead and I think I think it pans out that way. Okay. This was honestly the worst thing I think I've ever done. I think about this moment often. Oh no. <laughs> because of how fucking embarrassing and unsexy it was. It's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. I can like smell Alfredo oh, thinking yeah. about this. Oh yeah. yeah. And like that's an extra- a really Extra oily Alfredo. Yeah, it, like, that's separates. a really hard. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, that's a hard smell to get out of your linens too. Oh, so God, just burn the whole set. But also, Alfredo's uh, kind of smells like a like a really mellow vomit smell. Oh, you know, oh, no, they don't smell unsimilar. Oh my God. I don't. Uh. Okay. There, I, I got a little more to go. The next huh. day, my boyfriend came over, and the first thing he said was, <laughs> Let's do this. We got to get over this. He had me suck his dick again the next what? day. No. Without fuck incident. This guy. No. Fuck that. Absolutely fucking not. No. Thank God, honestly, just ripping off the Band-Aid and trying again was the right move. This story does have a happy ending. Flash forward seven years, and the man I threw up on is now my husband. No! (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, he better go down on you a hundred times a fucking day, because... Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you get infected if someone vomited into your wee hole? I mean, it probably wouldn't be great, but I think you could... (laughs) I think it'd be fine. But like, it's just, we are, me and OP are very different people because if Bill came by the next day and was like, all right, babe, let's do, let's try it again. We got to get over the hump. We got to get like, over this. I'd be like, absolutely not. I, I'm never fucking blowing you ever again. I can't, I can't get past this. It's not happening. Get over it. Oh, Bye. Okay. This person finishes by saying, Good thing guys will overlook things that are beyond our control and I've never sucked his dick after Olive Garden again. Oh, that's smart. That's the right call. Oh my God. God. Okay, well, I immediately regret this. There's no uh, sex more dangerous than post-gnocchi soup sex. (laughs) (laughs) The seafood. What was it? Oh, creamy oh. chicken and gnocchi oh. soup and the seafood Alfredo. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. <laughs> that oh. might be the worst combination. That, that is a really risky combo. You are brave. <laughs> oh. All Fucking right. We have to yikes. move on. I'm starting to get physical. Why do I feel like Blortney is the OP of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Should I text her and make sure? I think you probably should. Oh, they haven't. Oh, God, they have been together for at least they seven have. years. Oh, they no. totally Blarty is loves Olive Garden, so I could totally see loves this. Loves Olive Garden. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Anyway, while you're finding that out, I will go into our next confession. Oh, God. Hi, gals. I'm going to regale you with the story of One-Eyed Bill. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is that the name Th- for a penis? Uh, maybe? Probably? I don't know. We don't know. This was back in 2021 after COVID ravaged the beauty industry. I was an esthetician specializing in waxing, and after being out of work for a while, I was starting at a new workplace. The spa did all kinds of services, and this included Brazilians. Hell yeah. I was no stranger to Brazilian waxing, as it was the primary service at my previous job. Six-hour shifts with a Brazilian every 15 minutes for five years equals a whole lot of fucking vaginas and buttholes. Yeah, honey. There's nothing they have not seen. Yeah. 
The problem was that the previous job excluded services on the male gen- on male genitalia or, you know, penises, which was pretty fucked up. Balls. You don't really wax your penis, just wax your balls. And Anyway, well, on people who have balls and penises. So I had zero experience there. Now, I had endured a lot of shit as a waxer, including ingrown hairs as long as my arm. <gasps> oh, my to, God. I can't imagine pulling that out. I would. No, I'd flee. Wow. Having to awkwardly tell someone they need to see a gynecologist. Uh, farts. Literal shit. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law is an um, esthetician, and she mm-hmm. has told me some shit. Yeah. 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 Enter One-Eyed Bill. <gasps> I was going to be doing a training on a man who my boss told me was a regular of hers. I got into the waxing suite to see this older man naked from the waist down lying on the table. After years of seeing so many people in this position, I wasn't put off by it. I've seen my fair share of dicks outside of a professional setting anyway, so this wasn't anything new. He was in his 70s and had a glass eye, which I thought explained his nickname. Lucy, you might be onto something. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. We get right into it and start the service with my boss there to supervise the whole thing. Dick and bowls are far more delicate than vulvas, so there was a lot of instruction on how to perform the service. So much stretching, you guys. Luckily, old One-Eye was very patient and was making me laugh, so I wasn't as nervous about possibly tearing his nethers. (laughs) Then he casually told me to inflate his penis to make it easier like a balloon i don't know oh my god i oh i was i I didn't read ahead so i'm fully cold reading these i was incredibly confused and my boss calmly said he has a penis pump which i was instructed to squeeze a hard lump in his scrotum and like magic his member did indeed inflate like a horrific penis-shaped balloon animal what yeah no that is not real it is real that's what a penis pump is Yes. I thought it was penis- like a bike pump. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, I think you can get penis pumps that are like external, but they don't work as well. This is like a medically inserted device. No. Yeah, they're very real. Oh, my God. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm here for what I'd bill. Quote, best damn thing a doctor ever inserted in me, he said. Oh. <laughs> To which she thinks, okay, one eye. (laughs) Fucking cool it. I proceeded with the waxing, and quite honestly, it was tricky. We got through the service fine, and with his jokes and casual attitude, I was definitely more at ease with the process. When it was done, he then instructed me to squeeze his penis as hard as I could to deflate it. Oh, my Jesus. I was scared that I was hurting him, but he reassured me that he couldn't even feel it. Just like that, it was back to its original flaccid state. It is a balloon. Yeah. It's like a blow-up mattress. Yep. Side note, it was actually cathartic to squeeze a dick as hard as I possibly could. (laughs) I turned around to clean up the wax station when I heard him say, want to see why they call me one-eyed Bill? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Lucy, you're going to lose your shit. Oh, no. You're going to lose your shit. I turned around. Oh, my God. I turned around expecting him to point out his glass eye, which I had already noticed earlier. But no training ever prepared me for this. (laughs) Old one eye had popped his glass eye out and tucked it into his foreskin. (laughs) This is insane! (laughs) I don't even know what to say. 
Pan's Labyrinth turned into a worm. Who's the mailman? Have you not seen Pan's Labyrinth? No, is it the guy with the hand? Yeah, with the eyes. Uh, and he, yeah. Uh, uh, I live oh with this mental God. image, so now you all have to. Uh, oh, my God. He was flopping it around and laughing along with my boss, which, like, honestly, that is very much harassment. He stuck it in his penis pocket? Yeah, as as a joke. I mean, (gasps) like, I respect it, and also, I don't care how many dongs and b-holes and vulvas you're waxing, not everybody wants to have a donger with a glass eye poked into the front of it, waved at them. In a closed room at work. That, and also, I'm concerned about this man's health. I mean. Putting a gl- putting his own eyeball from his penis pocket into his face. Well. Over and over. You're not going to sanitize that every time if that's oh, where he keeps no. it. Whatever. This guy is oh my God. gross and ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, she goes on to say, I was more awestruck than creeped out because I quite honestly couldn't believe what I was seeing <laughs> and was impressed at this old geezer's confidence. <laughs> I remember thinking, I hope he washes that before putting it back in his sock. Yes. Okay. There we're on the same fucking page. Yeah. It's awful. Yep. After speaking to my coworkers, I found out this was a regular thing that he did to new hires. Okay, oh. this guy is a predator. I'm sure they're all women, too. Yeah, pro- fucking probably. Oh, my God. It was like a rite of passage for all of the employees. Honestly, I would take old one eye over any man blowing his load in the middle of a service, which is common, mostly involuntarily. Yep. As it was more of a laugh than an incredibly awkward situation. Oh I did tell God. this story to my mom, who found it fucking hilarious, which explains my fucked up sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. I'm also, glad- this person is a uh, self-proclaimed, friendly, unhinged Florida horse girl. So the fact that this happens in Florida. Oh, that's the least surprising thing I've ever uh, yeah, heard. Yeah, that tracks for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ew. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad that you are okay with it, but I yep. would encourage that man to maybe not Stop. continue. <laughs> Don't put a that glass eye particular in particular type of hazing. Dong hole and then whip it out at people. Yikes. Oh my God. That is so fucking weird. Poor it's Andrea. so weird. Having to sift through all She of picked these. it. This is her fault. I know, but she had to sift through. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, well, popcorn loose. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I can't. Hi, gals. I've been re-listening to all the GAC episodes for the past week now and absolutely love them. I recently sent in a different confession, but after hearing so many others, I had a deep, dark memory dredge up from from hearing all the poop stories. The amount of repressed memories that, like, we dig up for people. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But you're welcome. It's cheaper than therapy. Mm Mm-hmm. This is an event that made me appreciate modern science. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. I was 18 in my 9 a.m. college class. I don't know what I was thinking. Honey, Uh I took an 8 a.m. math class one semester. Oh, my God. I think it was my second semester of freshman year, so I still didn't have any friends, and I also recognized my um, anxiety and Mm. was taking Ambien. Mm -hmm. This is my; these are my own words. This is not the 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 confession. Yep. 
But yeah, yeah, 8 a.m. when you're experimenting with Ambien, when it's fresh on the market, oh, is not no. a great combo. Especially not when a good it's a look. math class. Yeah. Okay, modern medicine. Uh, back to the confession. I was 18 in my 9 a.m. college class when suddenly I felt very off. I was watching my teacher lecture and started hearing a ringing in my ears. My skin got clammy, and I suddenly felt an unmistakable wave of nausea coming over me. Uh-oh. I got up quickly without saying anything and hauled my ass to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing about college. You don't have to fucking ask Get a hall to pass. leave. Yeah, just fucking go. Grow up. Mm-hmm. When I got in the bathroom stall, I immediately started puking. I figured that I would just let it all out, and then when I felt all right enough to stand, I would go to my car, go home, and chug Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, to my horror, I now felt the urge to shit. Yep, honey, this is the story of my life. Mm-hmm. I stood up quickly because there, this was no ordinary shit. I oh, sat yeah. down, still dizzy, and blew, <laughs> yep. blew ass into yep. the toilet. Yep. I've so been there. Yeah. Well, I was there like recently, I think. Mm -hmm. I was seeing spots in my vision and feeling Mm -hmm. nauseated again. Luckily, there was a trash bin. And uh, so, yep, I was puking and shitting at the same time. Yeah. This is the way. Always. I like always piss myself when I puke now because I'm in my mid 30s. So I like don't even bother trying to puke in the toilet anymore. I just sit on the toilet nude from the waist down with a trash bag. Yep. If I'm really sick, it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be liquid but from both ends. Yup, 1000%. Oh my god. Every time. Okay. I then looked down into the toilet as you do in between heaving and noticed blood mixed into my diarrhea. Oh, if it could not get scary. any worse, I had just gotten my period. Oh, okay. I mean, at least it was that, but not uh, Yeah. I mean, that's horrible. That's horrible on its own. Yeah. But. Well, you could have like ruptured something. Yeah. Oh, that would be so fucking awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time passed because this was all, it was all consumed by this ungodly bodily expulsion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard the door to the bathroom open and a girl came in. She knocked Get on Get out! <laughs> she knocked on my door and asked if I was okay. <laughs> so Get out! For a don't stranger look at me. to be like, are you okay? It's coming out of me like lava! <laughs> <laughs> I caved and asked if she could go get me a Sprite. Oh, my God. Okay. First of all, like, women Good in friends. the bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Oprah meme. It's yep. like somebody lends me a hair tie, and she's like, I've, nev- she's, I've never had a better friend. She's like yep. a sister. She's, she's like a soulmate. She's my soulmate. She mm-hmm. came- okay, so she came back, and by this point, I was sitting on the stall floor. I was too weak to stand and could barely talk. Honey, mm. what did you eat? Who she knows? Ga- she gave me the Sprite and I took a few sips but immediately threw up exorcist style mm. into the toilet again. Oh, I knew God. this wasn't something I could get over soon, so I told her I needed help. And then she said, let's pray. Oh, no. The wrong person came to help you. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, kindness comes in all forms, but this is not a concrete, helpful yeah, no. re- resolution. That's not the help I was looking for, right? No. I know she meant well, but I was thinking, bitch, call 911. God won't save me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't look away uh, from the toilet to grab my phone, and I was scared of passing out. I don't mm-hmm. remember what I actually said to her. Probably along the lines of, I am not well. Mm-hmm. 
but she did finally go grab a security car, a security guard instead of calling 911. Ooh. The security guard came in, took one look at me like, oh shit, and then yeah. called 911, my yeah. savior. As someone who's had to call 911 for exactly this, mm-hmm. like, it's not fun. If you're at a point where you cannot even take a sip of any liquids, like, you're fucked, man. Yeah. As recent experience has shown you. (laughs) You need an IV and, like, some intense anti-nausea medication to get that shit to stop. Yep. Also, the very first time I gave blood was at Mm -hmm. my college, and I fully passed out in the hallway, and the janitor came and saved me. Uh. So... Kind of a similar situation, and God bless the university staff for just, like, stepping in. Yeah. So an ambulance came, put me on a gurney, and took me out, uh, took me through the student-packed campus. Ooh. Oh, that's embarrassing. Flashbacks of me being taken out on a stretcher after I broke my arm at the roller skating party when I was nine. Totally. Yep. Just so embarrassing. Em- it's so embarrassing. I feel <laughs> you so deeply. My face is hot just thinking. Yeah. I wasn't even there. I'm transported back to my <laughs> broken inner child. I, I just kept my eyes closed and hoped that they thought I was dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Honey. The paramedics were asking me all kinds of questions, including if I was pregnant. Now, what I meant to say was I haven't had sex for six months and I'm on my period. Right. But all I could get out was I haven't had sex. <laughs> To which they said, good for you. What college did you go to? Oh, my God. Miami of Ohio. Then went on. Then went. (laughs) (laughs) Then went on and on about how good I was. Fucking patriarchy. We get in the ambulance and we take off. I puked on the way because the movement made me dizzy. And probably the company also made you nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this was in Miami, where everyone drives like it's Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, weird, because I did not read ahead. And obviously, Miami of Ohio is not in Miami, but it's just weird that I said Miami, and now we're in Miami. Yeah. It's weird that you said that, like, kind of out of nowhere. I did. Well, I just, I, I grew up with some people who went to Miami of Ohio, and it is, like, a very Christian kind of churning out good Christian wives oh, type my, school. My first, so that's my first why thought I thought of it. Brigham Young. Brigham Young, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that, but not as Mormon. It's Ugh. more like evangelical and like missionary God. Christianity. Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But yeah, yeah. this I think this was Miami, Florida. But mm-hmm. they go on to say, I had also shit myself a little because I was too sick to care and petty enough to let them figure it out themselves. They've seen it all. <laughs> they don't care. They needed a stool sample anyway. Oh, <laughs> Get it, girl. I finally got to the hospital, got cleaned up, and was put on an IV and had blood samples taken for testing. I had to hobble to the bathroom for what felt like the millionth time when I remembered my period. Mm-hmm. I grabbed a pad and made my way. Oddly enough, though, when I went to wipe, I didn't see any blood. I shrugged it off and went back to my cozy hospital bed. The- oh, my God. It wasn't her period. The doctor came back in with the oh. results and looked very confused. <gasps> Saying, quote, so you have dysentery? No! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the my fuck? God. He explained more to me, and I realized that the blood I'd seen in the toilet was not menstrual blood. It was yep. coming out of my ass. Oh, my God. That's so scary. 
Oh, my God. Like my text to you last night. My ass was bleeding. Yeah. Asking for myself. Well, right. (laughs) After plenty of fluids and antibiotics, I have recovered, but I still have no idea how I could have contracted it since I was in the middle of the suburbs of Miami of all places. Weird. The water is very clean. I washed my hands and I hadn't eaten anything questionable. So who knows? Mm. Isn't Miami like... On like at sea level though, like Kinda, I think their yeah. infrastructures might be slowly being super fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. Not for me to say. It was also strange just how quickly the symptoms came on. Anyway, mm. that's the story of the day. I went. I wanted to punch people in the face while shitting my pants and suffering from something that definitely would have killed me a hundred years ago. I'd like to thank modern medicine for getting me through dysentery, pneumonia, and COVID-19. God oh bless. Oh, my God. You have been through it. Dysentery. Honey. Okay. Well, popcorn, Amanda. That was a oh. fucking doozy. Okay. Well, this next one's a little shorty. God, I'm, I'm still reeling from the dysentery. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like... How on earth? Our new our new stickers. I'm still reeling from the dysentery. I'm going to write it down. I have so I, many stupid little post-its I of know. these dumbass things. We're gonna need your I'm still reeling from the dysentery fan. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This confessor says Back when I was in kindergarten, a classmate and I were tasked with coloring a picture together to help us learn to get along with others. Okay, we're off to a bad start. It was a picture of two kids holding hands and being chummy. Uh, Okay. The classmate I was partnered with soon became my nemesis for the rest of elementary school. (laughs) This is like a this is like a superhero and villain origin story. and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) we both got so upset about what colors to use for what parts of the picture that he stabbed me in the eye with one of the colored pencils oh my god he chose violence y'all what color i don't know (laughs) chaos ensued Kids screamed and cried and lost their minds. The teacher ran to the office to get them to call my mom and possibly the paramedics. <laughs> you could lose an eye. Oh, with a pencil? Yeah. Of that's course. Bad. That's fucked up. Yeah, oh. that's fucked up. While the teacher was gone, another kid said, it's no big deal and pulled the pencil out of my eye. I didn't realize it was stuck in there. <laughs> Okay, oh. that child is me. Oh my god. That child is me. The one who stabbed or the one who no, the, received pulled the stabbing? It out. No, oh, pulled, yeah, no, like, uh, you're whatever. Right. No big deal. And kept it. Can I keep it? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah. like slide it into their desk and don't say anything. That would be, it's no big deal. Rips <laughs> it out of the, the eye comes with it. Like that could have gone so fucking Still wrong. puts it in his desk. Oh, my God. The writer says in parentheses, it was pretty deep in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so while the attacker had aimed for the middle of my eyeball. I mean, they didn't say that. I I editorialized. (laughs) Aimed for the middle of the eyeball. He only got the corner white part by the tear duct. Oh, still. Yes, that would be awful. Oh, my God. Yes, there was bleeding. And yes, it did hurt but I am only left with the emotional scars and my vision is fine. Wow. Oh my God, what if this was the origin story of what I'd bill? 
seam. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. That kid who stabbed you in the eye is probably in prison now. Yeah. That is so scary. Pro- yeah, probably such d- definitely. Oh god. Well, I'm so glad you survived and you kept your eye. I mean, that could have been so bad. And the little Lucy kid. Oh, it's no big deal. Rips it out. <laughs> well, someone had to keep the eye. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. You're right. Wow. All right. Well, popcorn, Lucy. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <clears throat> hey, ladies, this is a moment from my life that continues to haunt me 10 years later. Here I it goes. I love when, confes- when confessions start like that. Yeah. Like, it's it's not I'm recent. Haunted. It's not just fresh. It's no. scarring. Yep. The year is 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I am so a, dramatic. I, I am it. a sweet yet very awkward eighth grade Catholic school girl from Kentucky. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. About to go on her highly anticipated eighth grade trip to Chicago, Illinois. Oh, that oh, really that would be exciting. Town. That yeah. tattling down. You know the trip I'm talking about, the ones where a few parents and teachers load 70 plus eighth graders onto what is essentially a Greyhound bus and drive them a di- to a distant location so they can celebrate the enormity of their eighth grade accomplishments and burgeoning adulthood. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like our DC, our middle school DC field trip. Um, I went to Williamsburg and then I went mm. to um, Wolf Ridge. Those oh, are the I only ones too. I went to. But yeah, it's I, like- I didn't go to DC, but kids could go. Oh, yeah, I didn't go to Because I think either. Scott went because, like, his dad was living there. Nerd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. But, yeah, anytime you're on a trip with, like, a 25 to 1 child mm-hmm. to adult ratio, it's, not it's good. Uh, exhilarating. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's not good for the adults, but it's exhilarating for the kids. No. Yeah. Anyway, we load up onto said bus and begin our beautiful journey north. About 30 minutes into the six-hour drive, I begin to feel the most dreaded feeling known to my little 13-year-old body up till that point. The let... Oh, God. The letdown of a juicy period clot. Oh, no. <laughs> For context... You're, you're hatching an egg. Yeah, honey. Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. For context, this was only my second period ever, so I had absolutely no idea... When it yep. would be when it would be coming, and yep. I was woefully unprepared to handle its vengeance. Yeah, my periods at the time were incredibly heavy. Honey, I have been in this exact scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got my first period the night before our first day of high school. Ooh, that's rough. That was really bad. That is rough stuff. But I remember that feeling of like I'm not used to tampons, so I'm wearing pads, but they're mm-hmm. huge pads because my periods explosively heavy because it's my mm-hmm. first period and I'm not used to it. And every time I stand up, it's like jelly coming out of my yep. torso. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've been there. Yep. <laughs> that being said, for the next five hours, I continued to feel gush after gush of period blood escape my body onto the seat below. No. No. Honey. Paralyzed oh. with fear, I did not get up once. In six hours, nor did I ask anyone for help. I don't blame you. I, I would have done the same I thing. I would have too. I, yeah, I would have just cowered and hoped no one noticed. <laughs> Till we all got off the bus and the driver could just yeah. be left to his own f- fear. Yeah, put some fucking pink sawdust on it and call it a day. Yuck. <laughs> At one point, I felt the seat below me with my finger, and to my horror, when I brought the finger back up to my face, it was no. soaked in blood. 
Oh my god. So these aren't just the thing. phantom feelings that you think you no. feel in your underwear and then it's never no. like that it's the real bad. Thing. It was like really that bad. Yeah, it's the real thing. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was wearing black pants and the seat mm. was highly patterned. Great. <laughs> So You're I, in a good situation here. So I thought that if we could just get to our destination for the night, the seat would have time to dry before we oh. got back on the bus tomorrow. Oh. That dream was dashed, however, <laughs> when we stopped for dinner. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What? When we stopped for dinner at the fucking Medieval Times God. dinner and tournament show. I know exactly what Medieval Times that is. I, I drive too. by that one outside of Chicago every time I we too. go there, and I always want to go to that Medieval Times. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, my God. I'm so thirsty. Okay. Holy shit. That, right. That's right. For some godforsaken reason, our chaperones decided that we could not pass up the opportunity to watch a medieval jousting tournament and eat a turkey leg on our way to Chicago. Oh, yeah. That's a real Chicago experience. And then in parentheses, they say the show and the food were actually pretty good, but that's not the yep. point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, after being filled with medieval merriment, my group reboarded <laughs> our bus. Frankly, it's very on medieval brand of you to just be free bleeding. It, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, I ran to try to claim the exact oh. seat that I'd been sitting in. Oh no. Oh god. But when I got there, one of my classmates, let's call him Ryan. Oh, was Ryan, already no. sitting in my seat. Ryan, no. You must have had one of the seats that's like right in front of one of those tiny little TV monitors. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, they're, mm-hmm. The, they're the good seats. Yeah, that's a good seat. People are going to scramble for them. My heart sank. I spent the rest of the trip planning how I was going to move to Mexico to build a new life once my whole class found out that I contaminated Ryan with the sloughed off remnants of my uterine. Whatever. Fuck Ryan. Ryan sucks. (laughs) How I was going to move to Mexico and start a new life. Oh, Jesus. This keeps getting worse. Oh, my God. Okay. How does it get worse? When we that, that is not the end. When we finally arrived in Chicago, my heart was racing and I felt like I was going to puke. Ryan stood up and like a movie, someone shouted, Ryan, what's on your pants? No! That's right. His butt was absolutely covered in my period blood. <laughs> As I felt tears welling up in my eyes, someone else from across the bus an angel, God, oh. <laughs> yelled, quote, Ryan got fruit punch on his butt. <laughs> good job. That's a good friend. That is the maid of honor in your wedding. That is an you angel will- or God. You will take a bullet for that person. The entire, yes, honey. The entire bus erupted in laughter. And ladies, I am not proud of this, but I wiped my tears, put my head up high and just joined in in the laughter. Yup. Yep. You don't ever let them know. (laughs) Don't ever. Fruit punch butt. Fruit punch butt. (laughs) The bus chanted in unison and I joined in with full heart and voice. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan's life was forever ruined. He's ashamed. 
to my knowledge, no one in my class, not even Ryan, ever found out what the fruit punch really was. Whatever. Fuck Ryan. The I don't sh- give a fuck. The chaperones helped Ryan launder his <laughs> And my class continued He had to on. wear probably like the fucking backup pee pants, the harem <laughs> pants. Well, if you're going to Chicago, you're there oh, you for a few your days. You're going to have backup pants. You'd hope. Oh, and my class continued on to our Chicago trip, blissfully unaware of my bloody mistake. Ryan, if you're out there, I am so sorry, and thank you for taking one for the team. Fucking wow. Fruit punch butt, fruit punch butt. That is one of the best (laughs) things I've ever heard. That is incredible. And really well written. I love it. Thank you to that, Coven Confessor. I think we have one more. We do. We do. Shall we? Popcorn Amanda. My God. I hate to follow that act. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. This is entitled River Float Confession. That can't be good. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. We're starting strong. I've always shied away from any poop stories, but, oh, if there's, <laughs> but if there's a time to share one, it's with y'all. This whole uh, this whole segment is just body shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's body horror, and I love it. <laughs> it's body horror. <laughs> I live in the wonderful shit show known as Oklahoma. O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A. That song will play at my wedding. Anyway, (laughs) every summer as a large group of friends, we go tent camping and float the Illinois River for a weekend. Mm. We get there on Fridays and party, then float 12 miles Saturday, leave on Sunday. That sounds wonderful. It really does. Friday, we did our usual shenanigans, heavy drinking, minimal eating, and I decided to be responsible-ish and went to sleep at a decent time. I was sharing a tent with my best friend. Now keep in mind, even when I was married, I never discussed bowel movements with my husband, not with anyone. <laughs> okay? I avoid it like the plague. Okay. Like dysentery, if you will. You do you. Yeah. I, for one, talk about it with everybody. I'll stop people <laughs> on the street. I got into a petty fight with my boyfriend this year, and he actually said, fuck you. You don't even shit because I hide it so well. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so they are no longer married, but when they were married, they didn't even discuss bowels <laughs> with their husband. And even now, with their boyfriend, they still don't talk about it. I love Fuck it. you. You don't even shit. I'm going to say that to Bill, but I know he shits. <laughs> so I wake up in the middle of the night, full-blown severe thunderstorm. It is pouring rain. Uh-oh. I woke up to a migraine and the urge to vomit. I unzip my tent and climb out of out into the rain, go to the side of the tent, and hurl up every bad choice I made that night. Oh, you poor thing. While doing so, I shit myself. <laughs> I threw totally up. Totally a theme. Oh, yeah. I threw up so violently, I really shit my pants. <laughs> so there I am with my shitty pants crying and puking in a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh, no. I take, oh, this is a nightmare. I take my pants off, finish my explosive shit disaster, thinking that the rain surely will wash it away, and there will be no sign of this the next day. You're tent camping. (laughs) 
After I finished, I obviously needed to get pants and clean my ass, but the route to my car was through the area where my drunk-ass friends are still awake and would have seen me. There was no way I was letting that happen. I was stressing out about this. I basically ducked around like a ninja in the rain (laughs) to get to my car and did so successfully. I bagged my shit pants, cleaned up, and got everything thrown away. I ninjaed back to my tent. My best friend is still asleep. I'm picturing Kronk. Yes, Kronk. Totally. A thousand percent from the Emperor's New Group. Uh, So best friend slept through the entire ordeal. I laid down thinking, thank God fucking baby jesus how horrible would that have been nobody will ever know what happened saturday morning my oh no my best friend wakes up takes one step out of the tent like his entire body wasn't even out of the tent before he looks back there and yells to our entire campsite holy shit you guys a bear or an animal took a shit next to our tent (laughs) A bear. <laughs> Ryan said in, in Kool-Aid. Fruit, Fruit punch, punch <laughs> Yes, the bear did it. The bear. It was a bear. Massive pile of shit. <laughs> I would let everyone think it was a bear. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. So he brings over like 10 people. <laughs> They're looking They're for having- tracks. Yes. They're having a long debate over what type of animal left that disaster in the middle of the night. <laughs> They're like, well, it's definitely shit. But what type What's of this? enormous that vomit carnivorous animal animal would have left this? Oh, to throw up. Oh my god. I finally get out of the tent and play along as we all stand there staring at a flat, rained on pile of shit. That clearly did not get washed away. (laughs) I was not confessing to this. No fucking way. (laughs) Eventually, my best friend ruled out the possibility that it was an animal. And he starts accusing. He starts accusing some guys at our campsite that had stayed up of being the midnight shit bandit. He is pissed about it. <laughs> this is the fucking funniest thing. These confessions have been so good. Andrea, you're amazing. You're not fired this oh, time. Oh my God. He nearly gets into a fight because he's convinced these guys walked down to our tent to take a shit. Still wasn't fessing up to this. He was going to get his teeth knocked out before I admitted to it. <laughs> We go float the river. Everyone's wasted at the end. I was the last to come back to the campsite after cleaning the raft. I arrived to find a drunk best friend and some random guy he found spraying sunscreen on the shit pile. <laughs> what? They why? thought that, well, they're about to tell you why. They thought it would form a protective barrier and hide the smell. <laughs> like poopery. Sunscreen. The oil. Oh. <laughs> I had to stare at that shit pile all weekend. And even though it was seven years ago, my best friend still brings it up several times a year. And I will never tell. 
on screen. <laughs> like, a, like a drunk friend and oh. some a random guy he found Holy spraying sunscreen on this pile. I can't. I hope you moved your tent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think they did. <laughs> Why would oh you? my god. Well, <laughs> what kind of wild beast could this possibly be from? A bear. <laughs> a, holy shit, you guys. A bear came. Oh, there's bear oh, scat. By bear <laughs> what kind of scat is this? <laughs> I'm the scat man. <laughs> it was a bear. <laughs> All right. Well, those coven confessions were fucking gold. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy and R.I.P. this person because holy shit. <laughs> and if you have a confession, send it our way. Just like oh, um, oh. with any of our other gag stuff, go to our website to contact us and you can use the drop down menu to select <laughs> Coven Confessions. Please keep them coming. This Please. is the highlight of my month. God, they're so good. All right. Well, should we take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors and then get back with Lucy's coroner corner? Yes, yes, yes. Let's please. (laughs) Let's do it. When it comes to weddings, there are so many moments you'll always remember. And it's not just about the first look. The walking mm. down the aisle, the cutting mm. of the cake. Yum. I'm like the most excited about eating my cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there are a million other little moments that really stick with you. And those are the things you'll want to remember the most. So like, uh, like you're dancing the funky chicken with your uncle and like, mm-hmm. you know, all the amazing food. And like yeah, that time DJ. you're the DJ when your maid of honor completely embarrasses herself weeping during her speech. <laughs> Things like that. Oh, Kenyon? No. I didn't name names. <laughs> but in all the moments leading up to your wedding day, here is the most important thing to remember. And that is Zola. You guys, Zola has changed my life. I love it. I finally, like, completed my wedding website this week and have started sending it out to people. And it I feel like I'm presenting my own baby to the world for the first time. It's <laughs> like just, Simba. I'm so, yes, I'm so proud of it. It's so gorgeous it's and so beautiful. easy. Isn't it? It's yeah. gorgeous. And whatever kind of wedding you're planning, Zola.com is the one place to start. They've got your back for all of your wedding needs. And that's why over a million couples have planned their weddings with Zola. So if you're looking for a wedding venue, Zola will give you personalized recommendations. If you want an amazing gift registry, I am obsessed with their registry tools. You'll find everything you need from classic cookware to cash funds. Zola can even help you create stunning save the dates, invites, and a matching wedding website. So I have my invites that are being printed like very, very soon that match my website. And it all is so cohesive and so gorgeous. And it's so easy, like stuff that you think you would need to pay a very over-the-top wedding planner to put together for you. You can do it yourself with Zola. And weddings can be expensive, but planning with Zola never is. All their planning tools are completely free to use, like their free wedding website that's home to your gift registry, which, by the way, comes with free shipping and returns. And it's not just free, it's risk-free. You can get personalized samples of your invites so you can try them out before you buy. And, of course, free envelopes and guest addressing. I mean, that's huge. And whatever your style or budget, Zola has you covered so you can think less about the million things that you need to do and more about the million wedding moments that you'll always remember. 
I am counting down the days to your wedding. I'm so excited. Same. So if you are planning your wedding, here is our tip. Start with Zola. Go to Zola.com slash gals today and use promo code SAVE50, S-A-V-E-5-0, for 50% off your save the dates. Zola is the one place to start for your wedding day. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash G-A-L-S, code SAVE50, and treat your nuptials. Treat them. Okay, are we ready for our coroner corner? I am so ready. Ugh, I got a lot of I got a lot of shit for us this this month. Okay. So we're gonna kick it off. First up, I have a bizarre article sent in by Andrea A. Okay. And this is basically a compilation of funny tombstones. Mm, love it. But they're funny tombstones that we haven't heard before. And also okay. not funny, but it's really cool. So the tombstone reads, a gay Vietnam veteran. When I was in the military, they gave me a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. That's right. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean. That's very profound. It's very profound. I think it's a really cool thing to have on a tombstone. First of all, it's very brave to have it on your tombstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it just sort of like a memory of, I mean, Vietnam, that was mm-hmm. not that long ago. And yeah, yeah, it wasn't. So just sort of this kind of living memory thing. Okay, the rest of them are funny, I promise. So this one says, <laughs> has like their name and their dates and whatever mm-hmm. on the actual like vertical tombstone part. And then on the tiny little horizontal like sort of base Mm-hmm. is etched, if you can read this, you're standing on my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I would do that. I know, a thousand percent. I know. And then I'd put LOL on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lols. Lols. A raffle. <laughs> Another one is, I like this one because there's a lot of like em- like negative space around it. But it just okay. says, I was hoping for a pyramid. <laughs> like I was a stupid square. Hated it. Okay, this other one says raised four beautiful daughters with only one bathroom and still there was love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true these are, but they're still funny. Mhm. The next one says, "Now I know something you don't." Oh. Creepy. Oh, like they're I dead. know what death. Yep, okay. Okay. <laughs> That freaks me out. Don't like that. I like this Hard one. pass. Here lies an atheist, all dressed up and no place to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. Okay, this one is like a, a like a couple's tombstone. Like they're both buried there. And underneath their two names, it says, we finally found a place to park in Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Way to use your tombstone to make a statement about the parking situation in your city. (laughs) I know. Like, how epic is that? There's an exclamation point in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray. This is my favorite. Here lies John Yeast. Pardon me for not rising. Oh, Uh, okay. Okay, John Yeast. (laughs) Okay, this one. This reminds me of that graveyard that you and I saw in Cape Town that says, like, Mm. so-and-so died from complications Complications. to a gunshot wound. (laughs) Like, yeah, you were shot and you died. (laughs) 
<laughs> what is complicated about that? So this one says, near this spot, Samuel Whitmore, then 80 years old, killed three British soldiers April 19th, 1775. He was shot, bayoneted, beaten, and left for dead, but recovered and lived to be 98 years of age. Jesus. <laughs> He's been through it. Good for him. <laughs> okay, this might be my... Well, I got a lot. Here's another good one. Merv Griffin. He's like a famous like radio yeah. announcer. It's Merv Griffin. His tombstone reads, I will not be right back after this message. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, I want this one. Mm -hmm. It says, Joan Hackett, go away. I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yours. I know. Uh, okay, the last one I'm going to read is just a giant uh, Ouija board. Oh. It's an etched Ouija board on a tombstone. Awesome. That's, That's badass. I know. I'll send I it to you. I love that. Yes. It looks please. way fancy, too. Cool. Okay, I'll read one more because okay. this is also going to be my tombstone. <laughs> Susan Melody Blanchard, destined to be a woman with too many cats. <laughs> and destined. this person has a stone cat on top of the grave, which I love. I like that. <laughs> I know. That's really cute. So there's some other cute ones, but I just like I just like a goofy gravestone, you know? Yeah, have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Okay, next up for Corner Corner. Amanda, this one's for you because... Oh, oh God. I a new fear? No, I feel like you just have a lot in common with this person. Oh, okay. And this we'll see if I'm happy to hear that. I think you will be. <laughs> this one was sent in by several coven members. And this is from firstnews.com. Hmm. Remnants of a female vampire found <gasps> with sickle across her neck and a padlocked toe. Okay, well, love her. <laughs> That's the headline. Do you follow that TikToker who puts together the really bizarro outfits where she's like, today I'm going to wear a giant safety pin and safety pins all over my outfit. Or like today, I'm gonna wear this like no. toy. Okay, I have to send you some of her videos because they're just completely insane. But yes. this is like, it. This sounds like one of her outfits, to be honest. The sickle across the or something on her toe. Uh, a sickle across her neck her and neck. a padlocked toe. Yeah, this sounds like one of the outfits by this creator. Just and like if that sounds confusing. Crazy you'll get specific. It. Yes, and like really overdone. Yep, amazing. I love it. Amazing. Well, yes, this falls into that category. Okay, so here's the article. The skeleton of what archaeologists believe may have been a 17th century female vampire has been discovered near Bedgalsz. Hmm. Yep, I think mm -hmm. it's in Poland. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. A team of researchers from the Nicholas Copernicus University in Torun found the body in the village of Pien. Why are there all these... Thanks. <laughs> but yes, it is in Poland. Okay. Okay. So this body had a sickle placed over its neck, which they say would have been to prevent her from returning to mortality mm. and a padlock on the big toe of her left foot. Hmm. According I wonder why that toe? We'll get to it. Oh, okay. According to expedition member Magdalena Zagrotska, mm -hmm. the find is a first for Poland. Quote, this is a unique find. There has never been anything like it before, she said. Unfortunates labeled as witches or vampires have since time immemorial been feared, even after apparent death. 
So people have always been afraid that they're going to come back and, right. you know, do, yeah. do their thing. People have gone to extreme lengths to prevent them from returning from the grave. Professor Dariusz Polinski, who headed the team, said that this example of anti-witchcraft practice was unusual. He said, quote, ways to protect against the return of the dead include cutting off the head or legs, mm -hmm. placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground. Oh. Burning them and or smashing them with a stone. Okay. All, all great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Ingenuity at its finest. Yep. Yep. However, in this case, another method, which was a sickle placed across the neck, previously unknown on Polish soil, was used. Quote, mm. it's, it was not laid flat, but placed on the neck in such a way that if the deceased had tried to get up, most likely the head would have been cut off or injured, explained mm. Professor Polinski. So, I mean, exactly that. It's not lying flat. The blade is, the blade is facing the neck itself. Yep. Yeah, so if she moves at all, she's going to get cut, basically. Mm -hmm. There was another object in the grave, the, a closed padlock on the big toe of the left foot. According to Professor Polinski, quote, this symbolizes the closing of a stage and the impossibility of returning. Mm. Archaeologists said the way that the woman was buried was also unusual as she was buried with great care, which they pointed out is, is surprising for classical anti-vampiric practices. Right. Like, if you're so afraid of this person, why? I mean, I get why to, like, put the sickle or whatever, but the, the, the actual burial with great care doesn't really make that much sense. Yeah. So, for example, on her head was a cap made of silk, which was very expensive in the 17th century, which the archaeologists say indicates a high social status. Mm. So they think she was just a really rich woman. Who was able to... And people were like, you're also a witch or whatever. You're right. also a vampire. Both of these things can be true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is the feature that reminded me of you. Ooh. A further feature that commands attention is the woman's protruding front tooth. She yes. has a snaggle. Yes! This has led to speculation that her non-standard appearance, a little oh, harsh... Yeah. May have, I mean, may have led superstitious locals in the 17th century to brand her a witch or a vampire. There are photos of this beautiful bitch <gasps> on the drive. Her oh, snaggle my God. is so perfect. Uh, it's not the same tooth as mine. No, it's but not. it's really, really good. Yeah, it's... It's doing basically the same thing mine does. Oh, my God. It's I hope just two over from yours or three over I from hope yours. when I'm archaeologically resurrected exhumed. people exhumed people are talking on a podcast about my snaggle yeah don't what get it honor. fixed i love your teeth i know you do but you want to get them fixed and i don't i know well i mean i would need a lot more money and i'm saving it for a wedding so you're good for a while i mean your body your choice but like yeah but fuck i love you. don't do you it. the way you are oh <laughs> thanks honey Especially if it means you're closer to a vampire than the than I the mean, average Joel. That's true. I don't want to ruin my chances. Exactly. Of being buried with a padlock on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> what an honor! I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. No. So archaeologists first explored the site near Badashorshish in 2005 and Worcestershire in 2005 to 2009 where they discovered early medieval graves with high-value grave goods, including silver jewelry, semi-precious stones from a necklace, a bronze bowl, and fragments of silk clothing. 
So earlier they were like, oh, yeah, there's probably more shit to find in here. Right. Then they returned this year hoping to find more. When they failed to do so, they turned their attention to a nearby 17th century cemetery, which had been damaged by agriculture. Mm. The archaeologists inspected the most endangered section. It was during this work that they came across the sensational grave, which they immediately recognized as an anti-vampiric burial. That is so fucking cool. Ugh. Though this case, it though this is the first case in Poland of anti-vampire anti burial using a sickle across the neck, many other suspected vampires have been discovered. A mm. whole series of skeletons with severed heads were found mm. under Reinick Glone in Krakow in 2008. In 2014, don't don't mind my mumbling through these names. Polish is wild. I'm sorry. It's nuts. Yeah. In 2014, in Kamien Parmonski, a body was discovered with a piece of a piece of a brick forcefully put into its mouth. Ooh. So ooh. that all of it. Hopefully after death and not. I don't know. Oh, no. So that all of the upper teeth were knocked out. Right. Oh. Uh, his leg was also drilled so that he could not rise from his grave. Woof. Wow. Yeah. So the unearthed remains from Pien have been taken to Torun, where they will undergo a detailed examination. Cool. So I think this is like kind of a recent discovery. So we'll just stay tuned for uh, any updates. But yeah, this yeah. bitch looks fucking rad with this. She's amazing. Scythe across her neck. Oh, and her yeah. beautiful tooth. She's beautifully uh, preserved. Yeah, she's in real good shape. So, bless this lady vampire from the 17th mm -hmm. century or whenever it was. Indeed. Okay, so here's the next one. This article was sent in by Lauren R. Thank mm. you, Lauren R. This was, this is, this is the kind of shit that I love. Mm -hmm. This is from Live Science. Here's the headline. Foot floating in a Yellowstone hot spring leaves more questions than answers. Yup. And this happened like a last month. This is fresh. Yeah, this was sent to me as so well, but I figured you were going to cover it, so didn't go there. Fuck yeah, I was going to cover it. Okay. Mm -hmm. a, foot a foot found floating in a hot spring at Yellowstone <laughs> National Park has been linked to a July 31st death. Foot found floating. Oh. On August 16th, a park employee found the foot still encased in a shoe in Abyss Ooh. Pool, one of the deepest hot springs in Yellowstone. There's a photo on the drive of Abyss Pool. Oh. It just looks like oh, a cauldron. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's in a kind of creepy. Yeah. In a statement on August 19th, authorities said that the foot is linked to an incident involving a single individual on the morning of July 31st and that they do not expect foul play. So mm. basically that means they probably just fucking jumped in themselves. Oh, oh, yeah. They did not elaborate on why they do not suspect foul play, nor did they identify the person who died. An investigation is ongoing. Mm -hmm. Yellowstone is dotted with geothermal springs, many of which are hot enough to scald a person. Mm -hmm. Mineral crusts around the springs can appear solid, but crack under the weight of someone stepping on them. So if you get too close, you can fall. It won't support you. You'll fall through. Oh, right. Into, yeah. the, hot, into the hot water. Well, there's my new fear. Yeah. I mean, what would Gak be without instilling a brand new fear into you? Thank you. In 2016, a 23-year-old Oregon man died after slipping into a scalding pool at the Norris Geyser Basin while attempting to take a dip 
in a closed location. The pool was over 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Honey, no. Which is 100 degrees Celsius and highly acidic, according to USA Today. The acidity is the bane. I mean, that's that. It, that's, yeah, that'll take you. That's out what quick. fucks you up the most. Yeah, that's gonna finish you off before you're cooked alive. Yeah, well, it'll mm-hmm. prevent your remains from being found, and we'll get to it. Oh God! Park officials saw the man's body floating in the hot spring the day he died, but were unable to immediately retrieve it, probably because it's so hot, and you're not supposed to get that fucking close to the yeah. edge. Yeah. When they returned the next day, they could not find the remains. <gasps> Quote, evidence suggests Ugh. that the extreme heat and the acidity of the water quickly dissolved his body in the hot spring, according to a park report uh, released in response to a Freedom of Information Act requested request filed by KULR-TV in Billings, Montana. The pool mm-hmm. where the Oregon man died uh, is an acid sulfate hot spring. These hot springs, which are found most commonly in the northeastern part of the park, are heated by acidic steam so strong that it can can eat away rocks and minerals around the springs, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Sorry, Ray is about to light himself on fire. Of course. There we go. Move a candle. We're all good. Okay. Mud volcano and artists, artists paint pots. Jesus. Two popular tourist sites in the park are both acid sulfate features. Mm-hmm. Many of mm-hmm. many of Yellowstone's pools, however, are alkaline or basic. The pH scale runs from 0 to 14, with 0 being the most acidic, 7 being neutral, and 14 being the most basic. Okay. Ab- Abyss Pool is one of the park's alkaline pools with a pH of 8.65, according to a paper published in the book Mechanisms and Phylogeny of Mineralization in Biological Systems, Biomineralization 90. Okay. God, okay. A pH of 8.6 is more basic than most seawater, but less basic than baking soda. Pools like Abyss Pool get their alkalinity from fluids that carry chloride from deep below the surface. Abyss Pool is situated in the West Thumb Geyser Basin near Yellowstone Lake. It's up to 53 feet or 16 meters deep and is about 140 degrees Fahrenheit or 60 degrees Celsius, according to the National Park Service. Fucking dang. So it's not clear whether the person in the spring became incapacitated by the heat of the water or died in some other way, because it's not like super duper hot. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of other like uh, elements happening here in terms of like acidity and depth and i mean god only knows what else it's not surprising however that it was a foot inside of a shoe that revealed the occurrence of a death uh we've talked about this before the shoe protected it bodies left in water yeah bodies left in water over time naturally decompose and it's common for feet to detach as the soft Mm -hmm. tissues of the feet and ankles deteriorate most Mm -hmm. modern shoes are buoyant so they'll float once they're free yep Yep, so this phenomenon yep. was deemed responsible for the discovery of 21 human feet that have washed ashore since 2007 in the Pacific Northwest, which I think mm-hmm. is the I, – I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about that in a, in a past We've talked gap, about but, that. Yeah, because they were like up in Canada and yeah. Uh-huh. All along, all along the, the, the West Coast. But um, mm-hmm. the, the, the muscle tissue of the ankle and especially at joints like that, that's where sea creatures and things sort of Whoa. like – 
get to. So like your hands and your feet detach sooner than the rest of your body, of course, because they're just dangling there. Mm -hmm. And your shoes are going to float. So I don't know how many animals live in these kinds of pools, but it has to have something to do with the depth, with the acidity, and Mm. the temperature combined that this body just uh, went away. I can't imagine much that would feed on, like, human flesh would be able to survive in a pool like that. Right. But the, I don't think the conditions animal, of the water alone. Yeah. I mean, just because it's not up animal there. doesn't mean it's not like a natural. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, hopefully they wow. find out whose foot that was. Yeah. God. And also that guy who like they saw floating and they just they came back the next day and he was just gone. <laughs> like, yeah. God, it's so fucking That's bizarre. That's really sad. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, they can't just jump in after him. No. They can't they can't get to him or they'll all die too. I really think that my main focus of fascination just in life in general is like bodily decomposition, how bodies react to env- yep. environ environs. I would agree with you that that is your main focus and fascination in life. Like, I would agree. Like the shallow graves, the salt mm-hmm. water, the sea water, the oh I just love that shit. So anyway, Mm -hmm. if you hear any other news like this, please, God, send it my way. (laughs) It is, uh, it is, it's my main interest in life. Okay. She needs it. Yeah. (laughs) I need it. Okay. So I have two little obits for us in, for the obituary area. And this first one is that of our dear, dear friend, Allie Ward's late dad. Oh, this is sweet. So he's so sweet. His name was Pete. He died a couple months ago. I meant to put this in last month's uh, GAC, but I don't think it Mm -hmm. fit in. But anyway, Allie, we're thinking of you. Also, Allie is the host of Ologies. Uh, One of our favorite podcasts. podcasts. Yeah, Allie's fucking amazing, and her dad was incredible. But here is his obituary. It's just so sweetly written. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. Okay. Lawrence Anthony Pete Ward was the kind of American man usually reserved for fiction— the rural Montana boy who saved up his farmhand cash to buy an Austin Healey and move to California. I don't know what an Austin Healey is. I think it's, it's a motorcycle. probably a car or some, yes, yeah, some sort of vehicle. <laughs> the kind of boyfriend who proposes after knowing you for a month and then remains wildly in love with you until his dying breath 53 years of marriage later. Oh, my heart. The kind of dad who gives you a 30-pound stone carved with the words, follow your dreams, so you'll never be without his support. He once moved a boulder out of the road so that other motorists wouldn't face the danger he had just evaded. He did this single-handedly at the age of 70 while on chemo. Oh, my God. Yeah. When what a badass. Yeah. When diagnosed with the rare blood cancer, multiple myeloma, and given just two years to live, he wished for another decade. He slipped away quietly in his sleep on July 8th, 2022, at the age of 77, nine and a half years after that diagnosis. Wow. Good for him. So Way to make that his- two years stretch, baby. Oh, he almost got the decade he wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six foot three with kind charisma, Larry was a radio broadcaster, an Air Force veteran, a devoted husband, a very patient father to three daughters, and a grandpa who made legendary corn patty pancakes. Yum. Yum. Born September 5th, 1944 in Chester, Montana, the eighth of 11 children. 
to Teresa and Walter Ward. Larry had eight sisters and was the youngest of three brothers. Even among a big brood, he leaves a massive void. Called Pete by his family, a nickname that confused strangers for decades, Larry graduated (laughs) from Chester High School in 1962. It makes no sense. But then neither does Lachelle and Lucy, so it's fine. I love it. Okay, he graduated from Chester High School in 1962, where he was voted best dancer. Dancer! That's amazing. And then served four proud years in the U.S. Air Force, manning an MC-88, the typewriter for logging Morse code. As wow. a life As a lifelong wordsmith and an innovation enthusiast, he helped connect his sprawling family in the early 1980s with a magic once dubbed electronic mail. Yeah. Oh my God, he was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. To his final days, he signed his texts. Texts, MC88. Oh my God, that's so cute. That is with a so silent, cute. with a style and a sense of adventure, the farm boy headed for the big city in the late 1960s. He attended San Francisco City College and worked at Macy's, where he met his Italian beauty and lifelong love, Nancy Angela Salv- Salvamini. They wed on August 31st, 1969 at uh, St. Peter and Paul Church in North Beach and remained inseparable for more than half a century. The young couple raised their three daughters, Celeste, Janelle, and Allison, all while Larry operated his own photo finishing business, Camerarama. Cute! I love that. And studied, the, studied at the University of San Francisco where he graduated with a degree in communications. That degree, a talent for storytelling, and a commitment to truth steered Larry to broadcast jur- to broadcast journalism. Mm. He worked on air at KTHO and later became the news director at Sacramento's AM station, KGNR. Every morning over breakfast, his wife and daughters tuned the radio to hear his warm voice report the news. A love for family memories returned Larry to photo finishing. He established Fujifilm's processing operations in the Bay Area. Then Dang. To- yeah really, then took a similar role with Kodak before opening his own Ward Enterprises and Minuteman Photo Van, an on-site postcard business headquartered at San Francisco's Golden Great Bridge. Cool. Want to print money? There you go. Yeah, seriously. A monument he loved so much that he once built a bespoke scale version of it as a balcony for a family home. (laughs) Oh, my God. A little extra. I love it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. A natural problem solver, Larry often acted as a bridge himself, facilitating journeys, leading others to safety, and providing a safe haven above high tides. Oh, That's In beautiful. fact, one could map the geography of his life around uh, significant bridges. So the Golden Gate Bridge at Sunset, Pont Neuf in Paris, where he and his beloved Nancy made fond memories, the Over the River and Through the Woods Bridge at Randall Tract in the Sierra Nevadas, where they spent their later years photographing critters, gazing at shooting stars, and watching what the river brought by until his illness nudged them to the foothills of Placerville. The final span of Larry's life was spent spotting turkeys and deer crossing through the oak brush, celebrating the Warriors winning the NBA Finals, laughing with family, and eating tiny ice cream cones alongside people who treasured him. So one thing I do know from Allie about her Instagram page is that her dad fucking loved those tiny little, mm-hmm. what are those like mini, they're like waffle cones. Yeah, those cones like little with Nestle the little chocolate ice cream covered, cones. Little yeah. chocolate covered vanilla. Ugh, 
Yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute, and that sounds so good. I'm so hungry. <laughs> we wish Pete safe passage through the Golden Gates into the grand old everything. We'll miss you, MC88, as you used to say, right if you get work. Aww. How fucking cute is that? To Larry oh Pete. To Larry Pete. Sweet Larry Pete. Sending love to Larry Pete, his family, and Allie. Everybody, I have one more open mm-hmm. for us this month, and it is okay. a doozy. So this was sent in by Megan, who says, quote, an obituary which embodies the Queenslander spirit. So this mm. is an Australian person. I was going to say, down under. I think I was supposed to say que- Queenslander and more, more of a guttural. They wanted I, me to I say Queenslander. Ah, crikey. Queenslander. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Megan says, I read it and found it not funny, just true. True blue Aussie honesty. So mm, let me okay. read to you the obituary of uh, Stephen Ralph Morris, mm-hmm. born April 23rd, 1947, and passed on September 10th, 2022. So here's mm. the obit. It's short and sweet. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not sweet, but it's short. <laughs> <laughs> Trying yet loving son to Norm and Gwen. <laughs> Annoying yet protective big brother to Philip and Helen. Bewildering yet lovable husband to Valda, Joanne, and Rosemary. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable yet ever-entertaining parenting methods to Stevie and Sherry, Jody and Terry, Claire and Liam, plus seven grandkids. I love that their kids' names rhyme. I know. Stevie and Sherry, Jody and Terry, and then Claire and Liam. Claire and Liam. Partner in crime to Daryl, a.k.a. Dismal Dizzy. Mongrel to his many mates. (laughs) Storyteller, poet, larger than life, life of the party. Thanks for the memories, you crazy bastard. We love you and miss you. TTFN. And then at the bottom it says. (laughs) For now. Hags. Hags. Hafkas. Have a great summer. And there's an emoticon. Like with the yep. with the, the with heart. the greater than and then the three, it's like a heart. Mm-hmm. I love it. Actually, that'd be the less than. Anyway, and then yeah. the bottom says no funeral will be held as per Steve's request. Piss up at Stafford Tavern, two p.m. Ah, ah, ah. September seventeenth. Oh, we missed it. <laughs> we should and have flown the, to Australia. At the very bottom, it says I did it my way. And then here's some other comments from news.com slash AU. Photos of the tribute gained traction on Reddit with several Aussies joking they were considering turning up to his farewell bash to raise a schooner for the old codger. (laughs) Quote, that's what I want instead of a funeral. Everyone to have a party. The Janis Joplin approach. Yeah. (laughs) Some agreed that no funeral was the way to go, backing the much more casual send-off. Quote, I've already told my family I absolutely don't want a funeral. I find them weird. It is a little weird. I would allow a party, but that's it. And then my favorite one says, if my current plans fall through this weekend, my backup will be Stafford Tavern at 2 p.m. wearing a fun shirt. (laughs) Despite never meeting the bloke, I reckon Steven would approve of us all turning up. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I wish we could have made it. I want to have a piss up. 
piss I want to have a piss up too. Yeah, piss up. <laughs> piss up. Piss Amazing. Well done. Thanks. We had a lot of good obits this this uh, month, and uh, yeah, keep keep them coming my way. As Amanda has said, for all of our segments, go to that uh, contact us section, the drop down menu. It'll get into the mm-hmm. right hands. Yes, it will. Oh, thank you so much for this month's recommendations. Selections, yeah. Yeah, amazing. We appreciate yeah. you. Yes, and we will see you next month. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!